Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there Oh, I'm going to a city, it lies four square The gates are made of jasper and I'll... Hello, everyone. God bless you today. Welcome to the Prophetic News Broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. And this is Susan Puzio. And we have a great program for you today. I'm so excited because I have on some wonderful people from the Church Folk Revolution. And uh, we have, we'll be having Brother TJ, Sister Liberty, and Brother Lee. And uh, hopefully Kevin Oliver, too, will chime in, but uh, this is a a great uh, group of brothers and sisters that have one of the best programs, I believe, uh, on the air today, Um, very relevant, thought-provoking topics that need to be discussed. Uh, Brother TJ, he has the um, the, um, website pimp preacher and uh, that is a wonderful website they expose the pimp preachers and uh, you can really learn a lot I I think that God uses the internet because um, we don't have a voice most of us don't wouldn't have a voice on so-called Christian television or even some of the uh, so-called ri- uh, Christian radio programs be- because uh, they wouldn't want us to to uh, discuss the topics that we are discussing. But um, I wanted to let you know that the uh, chat room is open, so if you'd like to go into the chat room, and uh, we also have a live call-in number and that is 914-338-1638 if you'd like to call in and uh, make any comments. So um, also I wanted to let you know that uh, we do have a YouTube channel, and the name of our YouTube channel is Jonah... T for Tom, 48, and uh, you can go there and see quite a few very informative uh, videos that I've produced uh, to alert the body of Christ to what is going on today. We want to thank God that he's given us this great opportunity to use YouTube and to use the Internet to preach the gospel, and to uh, help the saints with their freedom. But I'm going to uh, 
bring my guests on the air. God bless you. Hi. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, it's Brother this Lee. Susan. Yes. Yes, ma'am. How you doing? God bless welcome, you, ma'am. Welcome. Welcome. I'm going to bring my other guest on. Hello. Hi, Susan. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, baby girl? Oh, Thank you for inviting <laughs> us. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, we're going to have some fun today. Yeah, always, always. Thank you so much for the invite. We 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 really were honored and and you know we we love the show and we thank you for all all of your support on our show. Oh, I'm telling you, I enjoy it. I'm I'm tuning in every opportunity. And uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I look forward to it so much because, <laughs> like you said, the revolution is now being televised, and uh, it, it takes the place of uh, any other um, TV program or radio program out there because I, I just, I'm just so blessed by all of you, and uh, Brother Lee, Sister Thank Liberty, and Kevin. It looks like I lost uh, TJ. Hello? Hello, Brother Lee? Brother Lee? I lost my callers. I lost uh, TJ. Brother Lee? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I, I'll, oh, TJ's back. I lost him there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah, we, now, my, uh, now my switchboard went black. I, you know what? I, I think the devil's mad. Well, he's always mad with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always mad. He's always, he's always mad with us. Well, Brother Lee, I've really enjoyed your uh, your participation there at the Church Folk Revolution, and uh, your uh, especially your mad church disease. Uh, that one really cracks me up. The first time I heard it, I'm telling you, I was I was on the floor. Mad well, church well, disease. First of all, uh, like you said, and I want to, I want to thank you for inviting us to uh, to come on your show. And I think JT he's back on the line. Uh, but we want to thank you so much for inviting us, and uh, we don't want to, we don't take it for granted that anyone. To listen to us, you know, anytime we don't come on the radio, we have to God and you people that can do someone like me. And so I, I, I see that honor to be on your show today. And so you're listening, everyone that, that for us, we thank God for you. You know, um, we live, live in, a, in a bad time now, the church. Yeah, you're breaking up real bad. I don't know why. I don't know if it's if you're breaking up uh, on the um, on your end, but well, let me uh, tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and, and we're going to close down Skype. I'm going to call you a regular line. 
Yeah, okay, because you're breaking up. Thank yes, you. Ma'am. All right. All right, I'm going to put uh, TJ. TJ? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, we lost you for a minute. Hi, hi Sue. Yeah, and you're All breaking right. up too. Yeah, it was the Skype. The Skype lines are, are really bad today. Yeah. I'm on a regular phone now. Is it still breaking up? Yeah, it's breaking up. I don't know why. All right, so just 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 give us a moment. Just going to prayer, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Right now. Yes, Father, we thank you, Lord, that uh, we will get this program on. We'll be able to hear it. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. You're intervening right now. I don't want to go back up. No, I'm saying what is on is it sounds like something is pulling. No. Show Miro now open the background. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me well? Yeah, that's that's good now. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yeah, I can hear you good now. Did you... Yeah, TJ was saying something about the Skype um, didn't work. Was they weren't they didn't get a good uh, signal from it? Let me see if I can get him back on. Okay, TJ. I, I can hear you much better now. Oh yeah, good. Thank you. All right, man. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> nothing beats the, the regular telephone. So we was trying to get too fancy, man. Sometimes so you just yeah. gotta go to Genesis one and one in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, you know I saw something. In the beginning, today. God. Yeah, right. In the beginning, Amen. But I saw something today that uh, I could hardly believe that uh, Miles Monroe. Now he's saying that Jesus never preached you had to be born again. Oh, you know, <laughs> wow. one one of the challenges with, that these guys have, uh, so is is that they are pressed to come up with new content. Okay, they're pressed to come up with something that keeps them relevant. Okay, once once you venture out into this area that you are now in a in an authority that you are the authority on God then you got to keep creating something, okay? Because you got to keep making up stuff that God said and God did and God wants instead of just being a worshiper, instead yeah. of just going to stand on your face and saying, God, I, I don't understand everything and I don't know everything, but I trust you, okay? And that takes humbled. So that takes, it takes humbleness to get to that point. But when when you have this, this bullheaded mentality that God only speaks to me, God only reveals to me, and I'm going to tell you what God said, then when God stops saying anything at all, you got to make up something. Yeah. Well, that that's, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that was unbelievable. I couldn't, be, I, I couldn't believe that. I, I don't know. How does he think anybody's going to get saved if they're not going to be born again? Yeah, he, 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 he really don't care. That's not a proper preacher. 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 That's not
he 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 wanna make sure that he's saying something like TJ says to draw you for your attention so you continue to pay him. I'm telling you. <laughs> I I I never thought I was gonna see the day, but uh yeah, I wanted to uh, ask I'm gonna ask T J first and then Brother Lee, but T J I was uh, been blessed to hear a little bit about your testimony of how yes. the Lord saved you and that yes. uh, I think I think this is so interesting that you were actually in the nation of Islam. Yes, ma'am. And um I I it's something that I'm I'm very I'm very proud of how he saved me, you know. How how God saved me is is really just it, it just shows how important it is as Christians that we are always on our jobs, you know. Not not just within the church building itself, and um, I really came under fire from a lot of really bullheaded preachers who didn't believe that women should do anything in the church. And I said, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a woman. Yeah, yeah, Literally. right. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom, my mom gave birth to me, and then a, a second woman gave birth to me you know, and bringing me into the gospel because I, I was in the nation of Islam. And for those of you who don't know, it's a really radical form of of, of, of Islam, you know, uh, that that really is focused on segregation of races and, you know, and the empowerment of, of African-Americans at the expense of another race. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's just the core. That's just the core. I mean, we didn't we didn't learn about love. We didn't learn about charity. We didn't learn anything. And we basically learned about the white man, the white man, the white man. You go sit in the mosque and you heard the white man this, the white man that for about four or five hours. And you know, and the, the young lady who ministered to me was the daughter of a Pentecostal preacher, uh-huh. and I was friends uh-huh. with her husband. And me and her husband worked together. You know, we became friends because we both loved um, John Madden football. We both were big football yeah. fans. And so that that caused me to go to her house. And then to make a real story short, you know, I would go over to her house to play the game. And all she wanted to do was ask me about what I was involved in. <laughs> yeah. and, and we would get into these debates and we would go back and forth. And, you know, I had an answer for everything. Anything that you yeah. could possibly ask me, I had an answer for because I was trained how to prosecute the church. It's like Paul said, I'm the least of the apostles because I prosecuted yeah. the church. And, and that's what I was trained to do. And, and all the way up until the point that she asked me something I didn't have an answer for, which was when you die, where are you going? Oh. You know? So what what, where, do, uh, where what you did you believe at that time? I and mean, what, what actually did do, do uh people that follow the nation of Islam, where do you believe you go when you die? They, you know, you subscribe to um, what they feel is an orthodox version of Islam, you know, but it also has Lewis a unique Farrakhan? American spin. Yes, that's with Farrakhan. It, it, has a, it has a spin, you know, and in that spin, there's Elijah Muhammad. There's yeah. another guy named, you know, Farad. They call him Master Farad Muhammad. And then there's guys. There's the head of it right now. There's Minister Farrakhan. And then so those people were sort of like your your tier of Jesuses. You know, they were like 
like three Jesuses, or you know that group, and and so nothing was really discussed beyond acknowledging that group. And I don't mean to disrespect them in any way. I'm just saying nothing else was taught to us other than making sure that we acknowledge that group. Okay, uh-huh. we acknowledge that group more than we acknowledge God Himself. Yeah, well, did the so, uh, group believe in God, or do you believe? Did they believe yeah, in they, God? They, they absolutely believe in God. All right. From there, there, there's not much more after that is getting included. They don't believe in the Holy Ghost. They don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in anything like that. And that's sort of how I got saved, because she asked me. She said, "Okay, if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, and if you don't believe that we have a spirit." When you die, where are you going, and how are you going to get there? How will you get there if you don't believe in the spirit? And, you know, no one ever asked me that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's something awesome about a person getting presented with a question for the very first time that he doesn't have an answer to. Yeah. And, you know, and I went to all the brothers in the mosque, and I began to ask them questions. Hey, man, when we die, man, where are we going? It's like, what you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, with the Christian thing, you know, they die to go to this, this area, you know, with milk and honey and streets of gold and this yeah. whole thing. When we die, what's the retirement? You know? Yeah. And he said that, I mean, that's it. I said, that's it? He's just like, I mean, that's it. I mean, we don't. That's all, you know. That's a fictitious place, man. That don't exist. I said, okay, let me let me wait oh. this out. <laughs> so uh, that you provoke, she provoked yeah. you. Right. I mean, that was that was how it started. I, from her question, it caused me to ask questions. Yeah. It caused me to. I begin from that point to ask questions about what it was that I was believing. You know, yeah. And she said something to me. She said, she said, you know, at that point, I was, I, I, you know, I was, my name wasn't what it is now. It was Tyrone X at that oh. point, you know. And she says, you know, there is a possibility that this thing that you are involved in still came out of the Old Testament, Right. She said, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to offend you. But there's a possibility that this this thing that you're involved in came out of the Old Testament. I said, what you talking about? She says, well, I just want to look at you and what you believe, and I want to look at what it is that I believe. And you're going to find out that we're more alike than we're different. She says, you know, the, the, the prophet Muhammad, he received a revelation, and he and God According to Islam, God gave him a revelation, and he recorded that revelation in what's now known as the Quran. Yeah. She says, well, we have a figure in the Old Testament that received a revelation, too. His name was Moses. Yeah. And God gave him a revelation, <laughs> and he recorded it, and it became the first books of the Bible. So she said, could it be that you... You are within the Christian belief, but y'all stop reading. Hmm. Wow. Changed my life. Wow. Changed, yeah. it, it changed my life. I mean, it, it totally changed my life. And I share that story 
because of the of the fact that all the way up to 24 years old, I did not believe in any form of Christ. I didn't believe in anything that had anything to do with church or God or Christian belief. So when you see me now, it's nothing but the grace of God. And this is why I can I can agree with Paul when he says, for I am the least to even be called an apostle because I prosecuted the church, but I am what I am by the grace of God. And that grace that was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored. I labored, Sister Sue. I, I had to learn. I had to catch up. You know, I'm 24 years old, and I'm trying to understand what is a baptism. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, that is amazing. That's a, that's wonderful. Did you uh, when you were in the nation of Islam? Now, did they did you regularly read the Quran? Yeah, we we it was the only required book. My uncle was one of the he was one of the earlier members in the nation of Islam, uh-huh. and um, he he dates back to the um, the mid fifties, you know, and uh, my mom my mom. Once I got to, my mom was a, a teenage mother in her early 70s, and so she wanted me to be around men. So her her only option was, because my father had passed, she, my only option was to send me by my grandmother. Now, by my grandmother was her sons. All of her sons lived with her. And in this house, Sister Sue, I had two winos and a Muslim. Wow. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> this is my setting right here, okay? I got two that are drunk and one that doesn't eat bacon. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so there was constant arguments in the house over doctrine, constant yeah. argument over beliefs, constant arguments over who's going to hell, who's already yeah. in hell, who's going to die from pork, every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you, since I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't go back on it because even though I did get into the side of what some would consider late, and just like Paul, I pressed to the mark. You know, I didn't start when you guys started. You know, yeah. he, he, he called me much later. But he, here's here's why it's so important that he called me because a lot of the people that I minister to with the Church Folk Revolution. Like me, they are also caught up in something. Yes, they they they're in bondage in something. I know what it feels like to be to to, to have your mind controlled. Any time that you can make a grown man stand on the corner and sell magazines and a pie in a hundred and four degrees temperature, that is some form of mind control. That is. Yeah. That, it's very powerful. <laughs> It's really mm-hmm. powerful, yes. For free, not getting paid. So I understand yeah. how people feel when someone has used uh, a doctrine to control their marriage, to yeah. control their finances, to tell them what to do with their children, to tell them if they can go on vacation, to tell them where to sit in the church, when to raise their hand, when to praise God, when to sit down. I, I understand the mind control. That is associated mm-hmm. with religion. Yes, and that's yeah. how I got here. <laughs> I'm telling you that, that 
that, that is wonderful because somebody Amen. like somebody like you that's been through that, and uh, you can help so many people because it seems like I mean it is yeah. a pretty big movement, and uh, and the tr- all the troubles that we're having now in the world with Islam. Uh, it's it's very interesting. Now, in the nation of Islam, this is this always to me is a curious question. And uh, do they actually preach jihad there? No, I'm gonna be in, in fairness to them. The um, that wasn't something that was preached. Um, okay. there, there was more a focus on um, self improvement. You know, yeah. there, there are some things that I learned there that were actually pretty good things, okay? Yeah. Not everything that it took place there was bad because you got to understand this organization so it comes from the Jim Crow segregation days, okay? Yeah. So you have an organization that was started during segregation still trying to find an identity today. So I see. So the, it actually was started then, back then in the 50s. Right. It, it actually goes back before the 50s. It, it, it actually can, it has its earliest, the movement really started taking off, off in the 40s. Yeah. It became very popular in, in the mid-50s, going into the early 60s, because you had a very popular figure named Brother Malcolm X. Okay? Malcolm so X, So he emerges yeah. on the scene, and he he begins to take them into the limelight. All of a sudden, um, a reporter um, does a report for CBS called The Hate That Hate Made, and now the world has come face-to-face with this this group, you know, that it, that is existing. And, and it really was a group created from the hatred that was already focused towards African Americans. Sure. So now you have a group that was formed because of segregation, now there's no more segregation. So what do you talk about now? Yeah. And and that yeah. sort of takes you into some of the challenges that they're facing because you can no longer still point a finger at the white man when you have an African American president. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I mean, at the point that President Barack Obama is is sworn in on that day in January on the twenty first, you can no longer um, say it's the right man stopping you from doing anything. And so, that's true. That, that, they don't teach a jihad, but this idea that we need to be separate from this group because they're so hateful and mean and horrible is absolutely it, it's an outdated doctrine and yeah and they haven't updated the doctrine and that, and that's the challenge yeah now brother lee now uh i from what i've been listening to you on uh church folk revolution and you're talking about that you were a pastor and uh, yeah, so tell me a little bit that. about your testimony how did you get hooked well, up with pj <laughs> <laughs> well, tell them that story. Well, well, I was stumbling down the street one day, and uh, no, <laughs> no, well, let me let me start here. I mean, no, uh, 1994, and I, I don't mean to take so far back, but 1994, I went through a 
um, a real messy divorce. Before that time, I was an alcoholic. Uh, oh. I, uh, when I said when I was when I said I was an alcoholic, every one of my all the men, most of the men in my family, both my grandfathers who I knew, my father he was an alcoholic and I was an alcoholic. I'm the oldest yeah. son of my family, and so I'm the oldest child of my. Uh, at that time, um, I was married and, and I went through a mess of divorce, and I I. I Came down to a point of, 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 of depression that I was trying to kill myself. I tried to commit suicide. I stuck a nine millimeter cork in my mouth and I pulled the trigger oh. and it jammed on me. Oh and so God. I, wow. my, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a veteran. Uh, I, I served uh, 18 years in there and they gave me two years of, of reserve duty. They gave me my 20 years. And yeah. so I know all about weapons. I know I know well about weapons. I was 13 Bravo, and so I knew all about guns. And so anyway, uh, I already checked out here, Sister Sue, uh, wow. October 1984. <gasps> and I put the one time, it jammed, put it back in my mouth, it jammed the second time. <gasps> wow. At the time, I had... Yes, ma'am. And at the time, I was living in the apartment building. Uh, there was a young man uh, that was living in the apartment who I knew. His name was Pierre Weir and his wife, Sheila. They both heard my dog barking inside the apartment I was at. And, and, and I, I tell people this, right, to this day, I do believe, it might going to sound crazy what I'm about to say, but I do believe that my dog was trying to stop me from killing myself. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He was barking. He was barking. He was barking so loud, right that you know, I, I took the gun out of my mouth. Well, let me just back a little bit. What to this is that I was so depressed, and I had stopped drinking for almost a year, a year and a half or so, and so I didn't have no alcohol except one bottle of sin sitting on my sink. So strange, because I never knew why did I keep this bottle in my sink, under my sink. Well, hey, I'm sitting there looking at these pictures and looking at my my son, you know, who is not no longer with me. I'm getting and one of you know, and just I'm drinking this gin straight <laughs> and saying to myself, <laughs> no more. I'm ready to check out. I'm ready. I'm ready to check out a life. You know, I can't. I can't. I can't take care of. I can't. I can't be a father. I can't be a husband. I'm. 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 I'm here by myself. You know, I got that sad story, but I'm about to check out for sure. And so, you know, back forward to the time I put the gun in my mouth. This dog barking so loud. Pierre comes downstairs and knocks on the door. I said, "Man, can you please keep this door quiet?" Keep his yeah. dog quiet. Keep, keep his dog quiet. Now, I know TJ said something about the Holy Spirit. I, I just believe that the, it had to be the Spirit of God in me with my drunk, my drunk behind, crying, snotting everywhere, this gun sitting on the, on my couch, right, the door hard. I open, open the door, and he sees me, and oh. he, said, what, he said, what's wrong with you? 
And he looks at me, and then he sees the gun. <gasps> he said, what What are you trying to do, man? And right there, and we've been, we've been friends ever since. Well, I knew him also. But right there, he grabbed me, Sister Sue and TJ, like a baby. That brother took his hand. He took his hand and wiped the tears and it's not off my face, and we landed at the door. He said, man, I don't know what you're going to. He said, brother, but if you're going, you're doing what you're about to do. I said, I don't want to live. He said, what you mean you don't want to live? His wife came downstairs, right, and, you know, with all that stuff going on. He said, let's, let's take him back inside. He took him back inside, and that brother loved on me. And, he, you know, he told his wife, he said, go upstairs, right, and I'm going to be with him. Until we till, until we get this straight. And so anyway, he asked me that I have a buy house. And <laughs> I laugh at this all the time. I think about it. My mother gave me a, 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 a old what I call a furniture Bible, one of big old white Bibles with the white. Yeah. Color. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I say it like that because even though I was not in the nation of Islam. I had, I had read the book, Message to the Black Man. I know, TJ, you know about that. Uh, I, I, I read the book about the Message to the Black Man. Well, I didn't want to be the Nation Islam because I never was one to, to, to. oh, I always get away with, with, from a, from big groups of men that like to control people. My father was a mason, my mother was a strano. So I oh. see stuff like that I mm-hmm. never want to be a part of. Wow. Uh, me in the military, man. I had a, I always had a fun this day being in the room, right? <laughs> that men, that people, that people going to control you. It's so strange that you know I had the mad chest disease. We are bad also, but. <laughs> <laughs> but See now you understand how we do the shows that we do. We don't want to be controlled by nothing but the voice of God. Nothing but God. He said that. He said all that. He asked me to a Bible. So I pulled. I said, Yeah, I got. I got a. I got a Bible under my bed. It was a what? It was this Bible. Who I cut. I cut the white Jesus off the front of the Bible. Just put my name there. Isaiah 53. Let me read it. 
And so I'm reading it, and I got down, we got down to verse 3, it said, He was despised and rejected of men, and a man of sorrow, and acquainted with grief. And we hid our head as if we were our face from him. He was despised, and he was esteemed, and we esteemed him not. Surely he had wore our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, sorry, and afflicted. And when we got to verse 5, this is what, what stayed with me, with me from that day to this day. He said, he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his strife. Well, we hear the scripture all the time, but this, October 26, 1984, this is what Peter took, told me. And when he asked me this question also, he said, Philip, do you know what this bruising means? So, and then he said, you know, I didn't want to go to no Bible study and none of that. Yeah. Now, it's amazing. I'm going to all this gin. All of a sudden, I'm sober. Okay. <laughs> you don't blew your high. You know, yeah. all right. And this man, and he, he tried to get me out of that. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I don't need to hear no church right now. But he kept asking. He was persistent. He said, Well, do you know what this bruising means? Do you know what this bruising, what this bruising means? I'm like, I said, yeah. I said, you know, I said, but somebody, you know, you, 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 know, you, get, a, you, get, a, you get a bruise, right? And he said, do you know what it means? Yeah. And so he told me, brother, he said, everything that you're going through on the inside that you can't tell nobody, he said, we all, he said, the majority of us who say they know Jesus always know him, but, the, but from the blood, he can shit it on the outside. But no one talks about the blood, he can shit it on the inside. The couple yeah. of things that you can't tell nobody about, and that you can't share with nobody, he, he was broken. And it was blood shooting for you for the things that's going on inside of you that's going that want to kill you still. He said, wow. that's why the gun jammed on you. He said, wow. the blood and jammed that gun up. He said, if there's blood and jammed this whole, the other things that you thought that you want to give up on life was shitting on the inside for you. And he said, that's blood. And that night, when he said it, when he said it, and I, I took it, and he kept, and he kept saying it was for me, sister and, and brother TJ. I, 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 I couldn't, and to this day, I do, I do not recognize about the blood that he shed on outside. I, to this day, I, I recognize the blood he shed on the inside for me because that's where no one knew what I was going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, with, from that point on, you know. And, and then as time went on, I started going to church, you know, and, and with him, you know, and, and we uh, I'll never get the first time that uh, Rita Twigs, if you all remember Rita Twigs, she came up with uh, T.D. Jake's ministry. She was at oh. a church, and she was, uh, yeah, she was ministering, and she pointed me out, you know, and this was the first time I ever got, you know, got, you know, everybody ever pointed me out of the church, you know. So here I'm sitting in this so-called mini mega church. At the time, I'm new to, I'm, I'm a new Christian. Like, here's me, I always said, uh, you, brother, stand up for a moment. Uh-huh. She said, I want, God has has a word for you, and this is what he had me to tell you, that 
that whatever you're going through, you don't have to cry no more. And and that whoever going to make you cry, God will make them cry. That's what he told me. What wow. in the world is he saying to me? <laughs> so as time goes on, right, I'm studying the Bible. I'm a new Christian and stuff and so on. I said, well, I said, well, Lord, thank you for saving me. You know, next thing I hear, you know, one night, um, I'm writing scriptures on the wall in my home. Yeah. And the scripture that I wrote down, the heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will I wrote that on the wall. Yeah. Right? And then I was writing it on the wall. My son had some crown, and I wrote it on the wall. Right, and let me say this: the weird word came to me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and say, "God spoke, Philip, get off." You know, this is what I want you to do. It came in a way that that weird came to me, and it's just like I heard it. You know, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain forever. Yeah, God, He's been my spirit. Said, I'm gonna use your life to help bring men to me. And I, I said, okay, work me. All right. You know, and so I, t- I took that with me, and one day God showed me that he was going to use my life to bring people together for the main purpose of serving him. And every, yeah. and, and I would be angry about depression. But be able to tell, I'm going to be able to tell people about things that people don't want to, that they can't tell them. And so as time went on, you know, I I met my wife, you know, thank God for Sister Lee, and we uh, we moved to Jacksonville, Florida. I got hooked up with the Church of God in Christ. I'm fast forward. I got hooked up with Church of God and everything, and then they got doctrinated over their doctrine. Yeah. And real quick, I will tell you like this. When I got, I got that's one of the first mega churches that I was with, and with the Church of God of Christ, you know, I, I loved, you know, I just when I got so caught up in the disease, I loved this stuff. Good, I mean, he was like, he was a mixed thing. Do with Jesus and then we'll pass the hall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm impressed on the way he was teaching. I was so impressed. And heard the show, and, you know, Sister Lee shared, you know, how caught up I was. But I know, you know, I, I was a, one of, like, TJ and all of us, we were faithful tithers and stuff like that. But yeah. I thought praying, thank you, Lord, praying, because I knew there was something going on in my life that was just won't right. I felt that, um, I felt that, that I, will not, I wouldn't follow in God no more. I was yeah. following a man. Yeah. And I questioned stuff. I started questioning Questioning and and once I started questioning, I be called upon like being a, a troublemaker in the church. But but they, you know they didn't sit me down and thing like that. And, you know and that, uh, let me say this: I also God laid him upon my heart to start a ministry called New Beginnings, um, New Beginnings Aftercare and Mentorship Program, helping ex-offenders that came out of prison, helping them get back into society. Yeah. Well. When God let me do that, then Church of God in Christ didn't have, had to worry about me so much. Because I went up there talking about getting me to stop touting. 
Yeah, it was late at night. You know, I get a lot of emails that come from pimp preacher, but I say, you know what? Well, let me let me check out this guy. You know, it was something about his letter that jumped out at me, and I and I talked to him. I called him that night, and and we talked briefly. And something interesting this is from that day um, back in November. Me and this brother has we we talked. We have talked every day since then. You know, and do you remember that? Do you remember what date I called you? Hmm? What date I called you? Yeah, I, I don't remember. You said you actually got to remember the date? Yeah, with notebooks. I called you. Right? Yeah, it was, and it was, it was that the, night. The reason I said that, the reason I bring that up because well, October 26th, 1990, I was blow my brains out. You know, that is so amazing. And, you know, we, we got together from that point. Um, it was good that you had a chance to hear both stories because people hear us laugh and clown on the show so much. And yeah. when, I, when I hear Brother Lee laughing and clowning on the show, you would never know that this is a person that, that battled depression. This is yeah. a person that was right there on on the brinks of, of really checking out of here. Oh, and. You know, and, and that's why I think that a lot of people are drawn to what we do, and we just praise God for that, is because we really keep it. You know, we 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 keep it simple. Um, yeah. We we're not we're not super saints. We're not authorities on the scripture. We read the scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. We present the scriptures, but we don't claim to be authorities on God. We we don't tell God what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just, we just do. We just, you know, we really just try to um, reach out to people that are caught up, since so yeah. and 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 I thank God for this brother. He has supported us. Uh, he supported me in in every every step of the way. And I asked him. I said, I said, look, man, you have a show. I have a show. I said, that why don't you just come be on my show? <laughs> Yeah, how can we how can we make it happen where you can just come be Almighty Show? I was recruiting him, and so eventually he agreed, right? He agreed to come on the show, and that's how it, it really all started. And then we had a Sister Liberty, and, oh, yeah, and Sister Liberty, right? She we wanted to, we wanted a woman on the show. I mean, that was she very important. Perfect. I wanted yeah. a young lady on the show to speak for the sisters. And and sister and sister Liberty called me one night, and she said, "TJ, she said, listen to this." Brother Lee's famous little quote. Yeah. 
and we have started putting together. This is a real effort, Sister Sue. We have a web page that is, that that uh, Sister Renelle is putting up. That's called Stuff That Brother Lee Say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And one of the ones, right. I'm gonna punch you in the throat. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, I'm telling you, I, I enjoy you all so much. I said, boy, God put that team together because all of you uh, are just perfect. And, uh, Thank you. It really, really, it really blesses me. And I know it, it's such a blessing to know that God really does have a people that refuse to bow the knee. And uh, we want to uh, be people of truth. It, it just blesses me so much because way back, when I started, uh, you know, coming out of my word of faith mess and all that, it was like I felt like I was an, an alien, yeah. and uh, there weren't that many people, thank God for the Internet, because you could find people that felt the same way. They're sick and tired of the manipulating and the uh, control and uh, the pimping. The pimping mm-hmm. is the worst. And uh, how could anybody that's ever really been born again, and we know what Jesus did for us, how can you then take, uh, use that to try to take advantage of people? It's really despicable. You know, it, it's it's happening more and more, and we actually, you know, me and Brother Lee had this conversation. You know, we, we actually, um, we, we, we thought in our own minds that it would start to slow down a little bit, you know, but it hasn't, you know. Sister, so tomorrow they're going to get. There are going to be people that are going to go to some of these churches, Word of Faith, Church of God in Christ, Full Gospel, Catholic Church, Methodist Church. They're going to go there, and they're going to come out with less money, less money, yeah. and no no change in their life at all. Okay, and that the. the the, the part of their lives that don't change, the preacher is going to tell them that's your fault. Okay, now, yeah. they, they've sold them something that says that if you give me this money, all of these things are going to happen for you. Okay? But those things are contingent upon a whole bunch of fiery hoops. Okay? The person got to sow the seed. Then once they sow the seed, they got to sow the seed in fertile ground. Yeah. Okay, I done sowed the seed in fertile ground, now what? Oh, you got to sow the seed believing. Okay, I sowed the seed believing, now what? Okay, you done sowed the seed believing, you sowed it in fertile ground, okay, you got to activate it with your faith. Okay, yeah. I sowed the seed, activate it with my faith, I put it in fertile ground, now what? You it needs to connect with the anointing on your life. And it just keeps going on and on. I know. Okay. Every time you go to one of these guys and say, okay, what you're preaching is not working, they will come up with a reason why it's your fault it's not working. You don't see any example of Christ doing any of this stuff. No. Christ Christ never asked anybody who he helped to to activate their supernatural faith. I'm sick of the terminology. I'm telling you, I am too. The, the terminology I'm, is wearing me out, man. A double anointing. And you know, like TJ said, you know, the thing is with, with, with us too, we, you know, people say sometimes that we judge, 
bashing the church and we should keep our hands miles off the these or off the pastor. I judge. And and you know yeah. we know we we, we we thank God for we you know we know the scriptures. And in Titus one, ten and sixteen it tells us it tells us you know, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but it says that you know, these false teachers must be rebuked, chopped right. mouth the mouth need to be stopped. And so, you know, we mean TJ, we talk, we joke about it sometimes, but we say it like this, you know, like you said, New Orleans, we ain't scared of nobody. That's right. <laughs> and so, the Bible is the you know, the, the scripture is still the scripture. We blow the horn, we blow the horn, and, and, and we do what Revelation 18 says, and we cry out, come out of it. Come out of it. Right. We fight about this all the time. Right. We fight about it. We know everybody's not going to come out. But if if something that we say on your show or on our show or any time that allow one person to get saved, thank you, Lord, we did our job. That's if, right. if it allow one person to come out, come out this, this, this heart of church, thank you, Lord, we did our job. If, hey, one, if, one, if one child will get raped tomorrow or or founded tomorrow, you know, being child molested tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, we didn't get out of You know, that's the good news. news. That's the news. Look at it. Well, I, I know because news. I had, uh, I was listening to uh, the shows that you were doing on Tomalo Station and the brave stand that Sean King took. Uh, but, I mean, it was appalling. The whole, the whole situation is appalling that it even seems that uh, in these pimp churches now, they've got the people so brainwashed that they don't even care about they don't even care about child molestation. They don't. They, they, just, they don't even report it. They don't even report it. It's like they, how they far down it. can you go? You know, we I we de- we dedicated a whole week last week to just to just molest it in the church, okay? And I I told the story. On the show about a mother whose son was molested in um, Paul Martin's church, Greater St. Stephen's. Yeah. And how the church used its influence, right? He was he was molested by the minister of music in in 1999. This guy, because of who he was affiliated with, and I said it. And for if, if it was anybody else that had molested a child. Over 50 times Right e- Even reports of a video of it This <sighs> guy Walks out of Arlene's criminal court With contributing To the delinquency of a juvenile Unbelievable now, that, that charge is That charge is the equivalent of You handing a juvenile a beer Yeah I mean that's mm-hmm. really all, all that is. He he got six months inactive probation. That's unbelievable. Right, and the 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 the, the, the preacher Paul Morton set him down, and after the trial, he was right back to directing the oh. choir again. Okay, oh. and I was so happy that this story was covered on pimpreacher.com because a lot of people were totally unaware of this story because it never hit the news. It hit the news, but it never hit the Internet. And so what our push is right now, Sister Sue, is we're challenging the congregations to go to the pastor and have and demand that he cover 
molestation prevention. How do we prevent the children in this church from getting molested? Yes. Nobody has stepped up. Yeah. Nobody well, there was, a, there was a, a, um, a situation even here in Florida with a church that I was once affiliated with, but it was, uh, I left the, that church in 97. But just a few months ago, the uh, father, who's the founder of the ministry, he's in his 80s, he was accused of molesting a girl. And uh, the police didn't bring charges against him. He actually even They actually even taped a phone call that he had with the girl where he admitted uh, kissing her and fondling her, yet the police did not bring charges, so the family brought a a civil lawsuit, I guess to get the story out and get it stopped. But he's still there uh, at the church. He's still in public ministry. Uh, they're, They're denying it, but I don't know how you can deny a phone call that was taped by the police. So it's amazing. People are still yep. supporting them, right? Sister? Yeah. They're, they're, they're still supporting them. You know, and it doesn't surprise me, Sister Sue, because we also cover these issues with the Church of God in Christ and Kojic. And, and I'm telling you, one of the most powerful shows we did was that show that Wednesday with um, Pastor D.L. Foster, yeah. who calls in mm-hmm. and begins to share how all of these kids were getting raped and women getting raped and the Church of God in Christ, and they do they do absolutely nothing about it. And matter yeah. of fact, the lead story on Pimp Preacher right now is talking about the cleanup man who will go around and settle with these women and settle with the parents of these molested children and giving them money not to talk about it. And, and you know, it's just, so we sitting here like, what parent settles after their exactly. child has been molested? Exactly. Yeah. Tell them yeah. what? <laughs> but that's how that's yeah, how that's though it's crazy thing. That's the crazy thing because it seems that though when they get involved in these churches and they become slaves to the pastor and they, they quit thinking for themselves, they quit uh, reading the Bible for themselves and they're following this whole carnal uh gospel that yeah, then they just become cl- uh, cold because that, that's what the Bible says that you're you're lukewarm. And when you, that that's amazing to me that what mother or father, a normal person wants to go and they want to you know they want to do away with the person. They have to be restrained because uh, they they feel like killing the person that molested right. their child. But yet. The church has become so brainwashed into this whole thing where don't judge and don't touch God's anointed that they've actually accepted rape and child molestation. Uh, it's it's that's low. the part. That's the part, Sister Susan. She get to me. It's, it's, it's the money part is no surprising to me at all. I mean, the pastors, the prayer preachers, and, and and everything. It really don't surprise me because that's what the scripture says. But when you start touching someone's child yeah. and to see to see and hear no one step up, the parents and nobody is stepping up and saying that that do shock me. Because like you said, sir, Sister Susan, is that, you know, I come from a generation and I come from a family that if you touch any one of not just my children, any one of my family, you know, I, and I'm going to say, you know, it, it, unless Jesus 
come walking through that door, we come after you. I said, and, and that was the reckless part. So how how these how these congregations are covering for what's taking place in these churches, and you know, a lot of people give me a hard time. You know, not everybody is happy about what we're doing. A lot of people are very upset about what we're doing. You know, and they say, you know, you're judging, and this is nothing more than judging. And at one time, Sister Sue, I felt bad about it. I'm like, you know, we're, we're judging. And then I said, you know what? No, we're, we're doing what the Scripture says to do. That's right. In First Peter 4 and 7, it says, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house Amen. of God. Amen. And if it yes. first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that... Obey not the gospel of God. Yeah. So that's my scripture that supports what we do. Now, where is the scripture that supports a pastor tongue kissing a fourteen-year-old boy? I know. How how could anybody tolerate? It's like yeah, I, I'd be running for the door and I'd never come back because it's it's like the Bible says that there'll be lawlessness, and we're seeing that. We're just seeing this total corruption and lawlessness, and uh, I've never seen anything like it. And it's it's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's not a Latino thing. It's lawlessness. It's lawlessness because it's (laughs) It's happening. It's without anger. I often say it's it's, it's all satanic. And, you know, as you say all the time on the show of the students that, you know, Although we we do names of uh, pimp preachers, we the pimp preacher, but I often say that that we who support these pimp preachers is that and I say it like this: a pimp cannot be a pimp without you know, you know. That's mm-hmm. where I, you know the uh, pimp. The only way you can pimp, you got to be one. You got to want to be pimp. If I you can sit there and support this pastor, then who follows that? Other than yours. That's right. You know, That's why well, I believe in the revolution. I believe in the revolution because it's time to overthrow this wicked church system and bring yes. the church back to godliness and holiness and and the reverence for God and the things of God. Uh, these people need to you be know. exposed. <laughs> and uh, what you're saying is we're not ashamed to do it. I'm not ashamed to do it. And you I, and right. uh, who cares? What uh, anybody else thinks, because uh, you can't. Uh, you have. To, we have to be able to protect, especially children, because they can't protect themselves. And if they they can't cannot protect adults, themselves. It's, you can't. It's, uh, can't. Well, do you think you, you could they, ever have they, John they King on your program? We we tried. Um, actually, uh, uh, just to tell you a brief brief story about that. This is how we found out about King. We were we were doing a show. Okay, the show was, is it time for house church? Okay, let's have church in our houses and let's get out of these mega churches. Okay, during the course of this show, encouraging people to have um, house church, because I asked the question, I said, do you have enough Jesus in you to host church in your house? Right. Yeah. That was that was the question, and and from there, someone made the comment that. You know, not not all of the pastors are bad, okay? And then I'll make the comment and say, and Brother Lee, 
said, okay, we're not saying all of them are bad. We're waiting on someone to show us a good one. Okay? Yeah. Show us one that is not pimping the people. Show us one that still works a job and not subscribing to this full-time ministry thing and yeah. not beating people over the head with Malachi 3 and 10. Yeah, yeah. Sister Liberty says, I know one. I know one. His name is Sean King. Now, Sister Sue, this is before the story broke. Okay? Oh. So while we're doing the show, Brother Kevin, our general from the Atlanta Bureau, he contacts Sean King. Oh. He says, man, I want you to come on our show. We're paying, we're paying a tribute to you on the show. We would like for you to come on. At that time, that's when Sean King tells Kevin about what he was about to do. Oh. That's in the next, that same day. That blog hits yeah. when he starts to tweet about what happened with Bishop Alvarado, yeah. and he couldn't take it anymore. And you know he needed to he needed to finally tell people yeah, well, what was going on. But we yeah. were trying to just celebrate him for just being a decent man of God who wasn't pimping his people. And yeah. then we opened up this can of worms that oh okay <laughs> we didn't know all of this. Yeah. It's coming out, you know, and it, and oh, it came out, and it it came out big. Yeah, it came out big. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the thing is, the guy is still he's still there at the church, isn't he? He, he? Not only is he still there, one of our one of the members of our group, Church Folk Revolution, went to the church that day, the the day of that Sunday. Yeah. And they sat down in the congregation, and he says, from the church, he's texting me. He says. His business is normal. Yeah. He didn't acknowledge it. He didn't apologize. He didn't even address it. Only thing he wow. said to the congregation is, I'm sorry that you had to hear about your bishop like this. <gasps> uh-huh. he, never, he never addressed uh-huh. it, you know. And, and Sister Sue, those tweets from, I told Brother Lee, I said, dude, I haven't read all of that stuff to this day because it makes me, my, my my knuckles crack when yeah. I hear some of this stuff. <laughs> you know, it makes me it makes me very very upset because one of the things that my uncle, that was a Muslim, used to keep me my grandmother from taking me to church was there's nothing but faggots and homosexuals in the church that are going to molest him. Yeah. Now we know that's not the case at all right. churches. Right. Right, there are some churches that are not going to do it. But whenever I I see something playing out that my uncle said is yeah. the reason why I don't want you in one. It really, really, you know, sort of it gets me upset because there are some people, Sister Sue, that can that going to church actually helps their their relationship with the yeah. Lord. Yeah, there are some. There are some that they don't don't have enough instructions. You know, they haven't developed the discipline to read on their own. So there are some people who go to, they can go to church and they can get, you know, they can start to build themselves up in the disciplines and discipleship. But when we go there and we take those things that we need and we're broken and we go there and you molest and rape, I mean, come on, Sister Sue. It's unbelievable. 
if, if we you know, can't go, you know, it's, it's hard for me to talk. You know, about that. It, 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 you know, TJ says something that, and the way the way you know I see it through my glasses is like this: We're living in a time now. We talking about churches that have child molesters and pedophiles, you know, in the pews and in the pulpit, and we talking about the same church who swing the people for their money. Yeah. Okay. Now, 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 this is, now, true another, like you said, um, but them are, are far, far apart. Yeah, so, you know, the ones that's not taking up the money, you, you can't name a church. You can't name, name too many churches that they're not preaching about money, and you can't not name too many. too many churches that don't have, that don't not have a homosexual. Or, or, let, me, let, me, let me take it this way. You don't know how many pastors out there that's on the download. Yeah. And these are the pastors that, these are heterosexual men who are molesting each other. TJ brought that point to me, and I found it right after. Wow. And so, I thought about this this, this morning, you know, when I think about coming on, on your show this season, that really the church, my wife says a mess, is a mess, is a bad it's a problem to nobody. It's, it's, it's definitely a mess, and he's right. A lot of the, a lot of these, a lot of the incident with the children, Sister Sue, are are heterosexual men in, in most cases. In a case in Iowa, with this youth pastor, he was married with children. Yeah. You know, and so we're we're also as a part of the church folk revolution, we're also calling for the. We want to abolish this position of you, Pastor. Okay. Yeah. I want to get rid of this position. This is something that you know we make demands on ourselves. This is you know how oh, we do it. And one of those demands is we want to get rid of the you, Pastor. Yeah. Why do we need this position? Right. Because Brother Lee said when he was a child, the you, Pastor, was his mama. <laughs> That's it. He's right. <laughs> Right, so you went to church and you sat there like everybody else. You sat next to your mom on the pew. Now your child goes off somewhere with another group. Right. And you don't know, I'm not saying that something sexual is happening at that moment, but the connections are happening at that moment. So what's happening is once your teenager goes off to this youth ministry, now they're exchanging information with other people. They're exchanging Facebook information. They're, you know, there's, and, and these connections begin. And that's how this guy, this guy in, in Iowa, sister, so this guy molested teenage boys by telling them he needs to have sex with them to cure them of homosexuality. Oh, my word. You know, so, you know, these are some of the issues that we talk about. Yeah, we, we do have the lighter shows, but we also, there are so many issues within the church, and that's why I said we're not a church show. We are a show about church oh. because that, that takes us out the box. Now we can right. talk about um, why your pastor can't work, why he can't have a job. That's right. Why does he have to be in full-time ministry? Okay, right. what does it mean when you're in full-time ministry? Because I yeah. haven't seen any long on uh, one corner preaching the gospel to nobody. That's right. 
I haven't seen Benny Hinn in a nursing home. He went to John John Gabor, but she rich. I mean a nursing home, nursing home. Yeah, right. You're right. Come on. You're right. I, I mean, this is the the thing is that I believe God's raised up people like us, and he's given us a voice because somebody said uh, the pen is mightier than the sword. So we have a voice, and we're not going away. You know, we're not going away. We're here, and I think it's having an impact. I really do because uh, I know that these people, they're, they're listening, they uh Benny Hinn a couple of weeks ago filed a lawsuit against someone on the internet that was saying that he was engaged to Paula White. The thing that I found amazing about that is he didn't sue the National Enquirer. He wasn't going to touch that one. <laughs> but yet he finds this guy on the internet, this Phil Cook, who's he's not really that well known or, or rich or anything, and yet he's he's going to he filed a lawsuit against him for merely saying that. He got engaged to Paula White. He made him retract it. So uh, they know we're out there, and they probably listen to your program, some of these people. Absolutely. You know know what I realize they listen? We we had a member from Kojic um, send in a letter to to pimpreacher.com, you know. Uh That, and this guy is from the the office of Bishop, uh, of Charles E. Blake. And yeah, it, 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 they're, they're listening. It took us a little. We didn't really think anybody was listening at first, but now we're we started starting to realize. Oh, there's a, there are there there are some people that are listening. I know I know um Ed Young Junior group is listening because they took our video down. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> you know, we had a video. It was that it was that video when he was trying to explain to the members why they should let the church take the tithes automatically. Oh yeah. ACH bank draft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He took that video down. Oh really? Right. Where yeah. Where was Yeah, through legal channels, he had it taken down. Yeah, yeah, he had it taken down, but you can't take down an article, and you can't erase the fact that. That he stood on the stage and said that said you it. need yeah. to allow the church <laughs> to take the tithe money out of your check automatically. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Ed needs to learn how to live by. He needs to practice what he preaches and learn to live by faith. <laughs> I mean, give me a break, but, 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 Ed. We're, we're out here, Ed. We're not going away. And Benny, we're not, we're not going away. We show up every. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 o'clock Central, 12 o'clock Eastern. And this Monday, we're talking about prophecy. Is it prof- Is it actually prophecy, prophesying, or prophesying? That's the yeah, show title <laughs> for Monday. On, on Wednesday, I want to say we're talking about the fraternities, right? Yeah. But we- yeah, we're, we're but, talking about the fraternity. Yeah, we're going to deal with that on Wednesday. We want to know, can you be in a fraternity? And are you able to serve the fraternity, sorority, and, and serve God at the same time? Yeah. So we're going to deal with that. On Wednesday, you know, I like you, and, and something that TJ he often says that I've I've picked up and and and, and stole is that 
we don't, we ain't worried about kicking us out their church because we don't go to That's their church. That's right. So. <laughs> I feel the same way because I, I know they they try to kick me out. They tried to kick me out a couple of times. They wanted to get rid of me. She let her go away, especially like with the tithing thing. That one will make you very unpopular in church circles. Oh, quickly. Very, very quickly. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going through a, um, I'm going through a training through a detox now because uh, TJ, he, you know, he's somewhat of Muhammad. Sometimes he, you know, he, you know. He always flipped me. If I don't tone it down someday, he's going to sit me down. So. We got a Brother Lee leader. You know, Brother Lee, Brother Lee just, God bless him. He, he, once he gets really going, really, really going, you know, we, we just buckle up our seatbelts and we hold on. And, and that's the kind of people I, I pray that God would surround me by. The ones oh, that amen. are passionate. Passionate about it, and and let me give you one last example of how passionate they are. That nobody is caught up into anything; they don't have no business being caught up in. The show we are having about the fraternity, yeah, okay, that, that, that I call that a mess a mess show because Brother Lee knows that I was in a fraternity. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I wasn't I was going to say this, Susan. You know, I wasn't going to say I, I wanted him. I, I'm saying, well, now, why he got me, you know, saying this, he said, man, I love you, brother. I wasn't going to say it to Susan. Then you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, brother. All of a sudden, Sister so I get an email. Somebody don't book the show about fraternities. I said, now, look at this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, now we're starting to book the shows according to what we think that person needs to get rid of in their life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, uh, yes, and then, TJ, so you're expanding, you'll be expanding your uh, church folk right. revolution broadcast. Uh, what would you say, man? You're going to be expanding your church revolution broadcast. Are you... Uh, is it going to be on the uh, website and continue to be on Blog Talk Radio? Yeah, well, we we are we're going to stream it live, um, yeah. and, and that's what we're working on right now. We're trying to get the sound together, man. But we have the um, when we we just did a live test on on a new site, Church Folk Revolution Radio. We're still working out the kinks with the sound. Um, and there's there's one or two radio stations that want to stream the show live. Really? And so, yeah, we we are. Wow, um that's great. I'm working on um, trying to set it up for for the longest time. And you know, blog talk is such a challenge with the sound. You know, you yeah. saw that today. Yeah. That you never know what you're going to get with the sound. Right. And then that was one of the reasons why we really wanted to to do to have something else in addition to blog talk because just like on your show, we didn't want the, the people you know in the beginning of the show trying to you know trying to fight through that the yeah, areas exactly. because that happens to us all the time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and brother Lee and sister Liberty. They really help me out because whenever my mic goes out, they just keep the show going. Yeah. But we we have two radio stations that are going to um, pull the show live. One of them is in North Carolina, and another one is 
um, the UPN station. Um, UP, it's a UPN affiliate in um, Beaumont. And um, just talked to, just got an email from them. You know, they're very interested in it. We just, we just thank God, you know, Sister Sue, because this thing started with me and Dr. Neil and my wife, you know, yeah. just just complaining. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's I know. all we were doing is complaining on air. Yeah. <laughs> and then people who had the same issue started yeah. listening saying, yeah, yeah, we got that going on in our church. Right. Yeah, you know? That's <laughs> how the movement started um, from there. And then I'm so glad that the movement has started because people are contacting us. They're letting us know, hey, keep going. Don't stop. You know, okay. keep right. him preacher going. Don't stop. Don't ease up off him. If yeah. something happened to y'all, we're going to step in right behind you. We're going to keep it going. And, and and we tell them, you can take one of us out, right? But we're all going to live in the same place. So you're right. going to have to drive right. around a lot to get all of us, okay? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on. And even if you take out one of us, it, the movement has started. The revolution has started. It has. And this it is, has. And this it's, is a it's church that revolt. That's right. Revolt. Revolt. Amen. Amen. As I said, one of these days, I, I mean, I tell people, I said, you know, do, be nice, but one, you should go to one of these live telethons or one of these churches when they start that pimping and stand up and say, you lie. You know, be nice. <laughs> you know, somebody on our show said something, and I, I learned so much from these people. Somebody on the show said said that it, the the gospel of Christ worked for everybody. That's right. It worked for those who had money and for those who were broke. It worked for those who had health and those who needed a healing. So yes. if what you're preaching doesn't work for everybody. It's not the gospel of our Lord and Savior. That's right. If I don't have money to pay a tithe, then that means I can't get the blessings that your gospel is promising me. Yes. This is, it, it, it means I can't get the blessings that your gospel is promising me, then that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it's, right. It's, Amen. it's plain Amen. and simple. And it's a test to test whether this is biblically sound. Well, it's it's a blessing to uh, to know you all are out there because, like I said, I enjoy listening to you so very much because it blesses me to know that we're so like minded and uh, how God is is using your your broadcast to uh, help many people. Please and God. I know there's. I know there's many disillusioned people out there in the churches, and they just they know something's wrong, and uh, there has to be voices out there. Uh, imagine Jesus Christ Himself setting us free, dying on the cross, and He gives us freedom and liberty, and that and yet you go to a church and they want to put you back into bondage, and uh, being so afraid of God that if you don't give Him ten percent of your money, He doesn't love you, He's not going to bless you. And always living in that state of bondage, wondering that I'm doing something wrong, and that's why God's not blessing me. And and uh, Jesus set us free. He gave us peace and joy, and we want to 
live hey. that way, and we want to help others hey, to Mr. live Mr. that way. Amen. And, you know, and and even and as we as as we close, I, I will say this too that you you said the thing about this is what I advocate and me TJ talk about often. We always, you know, we as Christians, we put we want to put people in a box, you know. And Jesus came to set us free. And if you're not free in Christ, if you have if you don't have a ship in Christ for yourself, and you're not free, then it's not it's not Christ, and that's how I think, and and that's one thing that we talk about often that we make sure that you know we're not telling people that you know you got to follow us or that you got to no, and it's not about us. What what we want, what we are telling people that you need to get to know Christ for yourself that's and right. understand right that He set you free. You need you need, I, you know uh, we don't tell people to go to, go to this church. You know, no, we are every Monday. Wednesday. We have a church right now. That's fact, right. We're having church, church right now. On this road, right. two or three guys, we're having church right now. You know, we don't have to build nothing. Christ said he would build that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, right. And, and so once you get that understanding of being free of Christ, I have a problem. And you don't know. Any time that, you know, and I think to keep us, you know, balanced and humble, that we don't, we don't try to tell people what to do to do it. Mm-mm. That's not our job, you know. That's that's the God's job. That's His job, you know. And so, and, and I like the way you said, you know, we are we are free. We are free. Every day, somebody said, uh, "TJ, the brother said, brother, what gospel do you have in your uh, role are you playing right now? What kind of you are you playing?" He said, "I don't have none. I'm not playing gospel music right now." TJ said, "Why not?" He said, "Cause I'm free." <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoyed you all. Thank you so much for coming on Thank today. Because you. you blessed Thank me you, so too. much. And I'll uh, be looking forward to uh, the future and, and seeing what God does with you all and how he blesses you. Because you're a blessing so to it's me. It's time for you to come hang out with us. Yeah, I'm going to be hanging. Yeah. I'll be hanging. It, it's time for you to come hang out with us. We, we, I know. Um, hey. I'm excited. TJ <laughs> and Brother Lee, really, I, I am very excited about what God's doing and how He's raising us. Hey, so if you want if you want to really see your brother in hot seat, tune in on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> this Wednesday. All right. Thank you very much, sister. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. God bless you. We love you. Love you a lot, too. I really do. Thank you so much. And everybody, thank you for tuning in today. And uh, we want to let you know that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord. He is a Savior. He saved us. We know. He saved us. All of us know how he saved us. And he redeemed us with his great love and his mercy. And you can ask Jesus to come into your life today. You can repent of your sins and have a new life in Christ. It's a good life. It's a wonderful life. Truly it is the life of knowing Jesus Christ. So ask him today to come into your life. He'll give you freedom like you've never had before. He'll give you peace like you never had before and joy and eternal life. So that's why we do these programs is because we want you to know that there is a God who loves you. 
And we love you, too. And we want to thank you for tuning in today. God bless.